Are you looking to fine-tune? Whether for your business, your job, your team, or yourself, in each episode, we will be discussing different ideas and opinions using real-world examples to help you see opportunities, innovate, and succeed. Hi, it's Corby Fine, and welcome to Fine-Tune. So I met my next guest many years ago in, in the Toronto tech scene. She, it feels for some reason, has been all over the place. She has such an amazing brand and persona in the Canadian, and probably bigger than that, but I, I look at her from the Canadian perspective, landscape. Candace Factor is with me today. Candace has had roles ranging from working in innovation and corp dev at large organizations like Torstar. She's been the global GM and head of business at Wattpad, an amazing Canadian success story. She's run her own fund and most recently has actually launched her own business. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But first off, Candice, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I've been trying to get you on for some time. And the reason is, I think you've got an incredible story to tell. And it culminates with, I guess, the last year and through covid some of the changes you've personally gone through and, and have incorporated into your new product. And it really stems from what I think many of us are seeing around what this COVID pandemic has done to really change the way in which we think about, maybe the word is education, learning, training, and not just in the traditional sense of how kids are going to school, how universities have had to adapt, but at the corporate and professional level as well. Maybe talk a little bit about what's going on in that space and what you're seeing as impetus to really where you're going in the future. Absolutely. You know, I, I think COVID was an accelerant of what was behaviors that were happening, but albeit at like a much slower pace and just a fourth function, you know, for change. And I can share with you sort of how we uh, started building Disco, which is a, a live learning platform for creators. It was really, it truly is a COVID baby. It was making lemonade out of lemons. And it all started one day when, as a creator myself, I decided, you know, what the world needs during COVID is less, you know, I, I certainly wasn't able to figure out the more practical realities of what this pandemic meant. But I was just really interested in bringing learning experiences from experts I knew in my network to our community to help us think about this moment in time and how to really thrive in uncertainty and ultimately chaos back in the pandemic. And so very quickly, when the pandemic started, I built a 3,000 person live learning community. And that was called Game Changer. And I interviewed a series of experts. And I was just blown away at how powerful live learning was. And it was something I'd done before. And in doing that, I recognize that there are many, many pain points for creators around piecing together all of these different tools to make a live learning experience and community work. And you know what, what the pandemic did was it taught us all how to use Zoom. And while, you know, synchronous live video is not the same as real life, um, it is actually a pretty good substitute to get about 70 to 80% of the way there. 
And by doing so, you're actually able to have learning experiences that are vastly different to what learning 1.0 enables. If you think about learning 1.0, it was about pre-recorded courses that people did on their own, so asynchronously alone. And it was the opposite of what people wanted in the pandemic. They wanted community and accountability and feedback and live experiences. And ultimately, my co-founder and I just looked at this and said, wow, learning is going to be forever changed. And this is a wonderful time to reimagine learning experiences live and together using our platform. Yeah, it's really interesting, this difference between the sort of pre-recorded asynchronous versus the live, there are definitely organizations and businesses that seem to have been able to take advantage of the COVID situation. And even in that 1.0, as you describe it, model, whether it's a masterclass or my own little selfish, I want to do it, Mark Rober class for creative engineering on monthly.com, there are definitely still things that I think resonate. What is it that you have been seeing as you've been launching Disco that really highlights tools or, or some differences for that live, real-time community. What is it about that that really says, hey, this is where it's going, the old, yeah. the old model's gone or is dying off? So I think the fundamental shift, right, and we've always known this, is that learning is different than consumption, right? Like consuming information is not really learning. Learning is usually uh, best done when doing, right? It's also best done uh, when you're getting feedback. And in order to do that, it's really hard, even from a motivational standpoint, to do something when you aren't, when you don't have accountability other than yourself. And so, you know, if you look at all of the science of learning, cohorts, right, or groups of people doing something together where you have support, you have accountability, you have opportunities for feedback, and you have the ability to collaborate with others and do stuff is a 10x better learning experience than just consuming information. And so Learning 1.0 was about content and the ability to share content on pre-recorded platforms and digitally or in a written form. What I think of as Learning 2.0 is experiences, the ability to actually facilitate experiences, process, practices, especially with others, that's really hard to make happen without synchronous video. And it doesn't mean that there isn't a role for lessons or some asynchronous content in a hybrid, in a like live learning experience. There absolutely is. But it's not a sufficient condition to, to really have people learn optimally. And the stats kind of prove it. Like 97% of people don't ever finish the pre-recorded course. Like it, it is very much a, oh, I'm going to do this. And then life gets in the way because we're all so busy. Yeah, that's definitely something that I've experienced having started things and then not finishing it. And I do think that that sense of community, peer pressure, knowing everyone else is there live, seeing or maybe not seeing my face on screen also is a bit of a a motivational factor to participate. The one thing I forgot to mention, which is super important, is scarcity, right? It's like when you know that something is there and there always, you are not inclined to actually go 
and listen to the live lecture or the live office hours or group experience. When there is scarcity, it is a forced function for you to go and partake in that scarcity, which is why live is so compelling. It's like, you know, this is the only time this is happening for the next couple months or for the next year. It's also a huge motivator when something is scarce. I'll talk about it maybe later in the show on just what that means actually for creator monetization, because that's the other side of this, which is it's a profound change in terms of how creators are able to monetize on live learning versus pre-recorded. I literally had the scarcity conversation last night around two thoughts. One, my daughter's in university and has already in the first two months mastered the art of which lectures she has to go to and which ones she doesn't because of other ways to access the information in a non-real-time class situation. And then my brother actually just gave me access to his barber, and I went, and it was awesome. And my haircut is amazing. And I don't want to share him with anyone else because there's only so many appointments to go around. So I'm a full believer in the concept of scarcity. But now let's maybe go into that. Let's talk about the model. It's not just a platform to create and get a group of people together. There's a business here, obviously. Why don't you describe the disco model from the perspective of the creator, and then we can talk a little bit more maybe about the the participants. Absolutely. So as you know, I've been in the creator economy for a long time. Wattpad was one of the early creator marketplaces around storytelling. And I was responsible for building out our creator programs and for ultimately helping creators monetize. And so there's like 50 million creators today. Granted, we focus specifically on knowledge and wisdom creators as opposed to TikTok influencers. But one of the challenges in the creator economy is that it's actually really hard to make a living being a creator. In fact, there's this treadmill or rat race to create all of this content. And at the end of the day, especially on the ad-based platforms, you kind of have to have millions and millions of users to monetize, and it's very polarized. There's a couple of people who make a ton of the ad revenue, and most people literally make nothing, and it takes up a lot of your time to create that content. And so what I got really interested in when I left Wattpad was the number one thing a creator wants to do is pursue their passion and purpose and make a living doing that. And what I got excited about was how do you create sustainable revenue where you don't need millions and millions of subscribers, like what if you only needed 20 people to make $50,000 a year? How do you create whale products that are higher value that maybe you just need between 20 to 100 people to partake in to actually build a viable business off of your thought leadership? And so What we got really interested in for Disco is how do we help creators build a live learning empire? And what that means is merchandising of a couple whale products. Maybe that is a fully blown live course where you're accepting a cohort of people with scarcity usually into your program and they're going through more of an intensive experience. But then how do you also offer live peer group masterminds or live workshops or weekly challenges, some in the the early phases of marketing your community to get them to buy those whale products and some as really great alumni products post your bigger learning experiences. So what we do at Disco is we just give creators the tools to build a live learning empire and monetize on a much 
smaller audience in a much more sustainable way. Creators own all of their data. They have an opportunity to brand the experience. They own their own email list. And this is a growing trend and desire for many, many creators who are looking for tools to monetize. So in that description, which is really interesting, are there certain types of content or certain types of creator that you've seen or believe will be really successful in this program? I mean, obviously, you ruled out the the sort of Instagram influencers, whatever. But in terms of that knowledge and wisdom focus, like what's working? So this isn't a product for everyone, right? Like if you're a newbie creator, and you are going after an audience that doesn't have money to spend on learning, it's likely not going to be a product for you. But there are millions of creators that are authors, speakers, thought leaders, Substack writers, podcasters, who have incredible wisdom to share that, you know, are looking for ways to have a high value whale product, as well as maybe some smaller products in the mastermind or live lecture series or workshop series. We think that's who the product is best for. And specifically in terms of topics that creators cover, it does run the gamut. There's a lot of creators in values where people want to want continuing ed or, or knowledge. So some of the categories that are very popular on Disco, everything from leadership courses to product marketing courses to, you know, masterful storytelling courses to pitching and performative speaking courses to cryptocurrency courses. And then we even have businesses who are using our platform. So for example, Zapier, which is a no-code school, they teach people how to use no-code tools. They're one of our best customers. They use our platform uh, to run their no-code school. So think about all of the micro schools, learning communities, boot camps, and even companies are now looking at this saying, maybe the best way to do customer onboarding and retention is through live learning. So we even have, you know, a bunch of SaaS brands and and companies that are looking to educate their customers, uh, looking to live learning as a great way to to engage their customers. Yeah, I was actually thinking along a different corporate line, which is many organizations offer training and learning benefits to their employees. And one of the ways that I think big player in the market. LinkedIn has taken that on is by buying a content providing organization, lynda.com, embedding it. And now it's a quote, corporate benefit to have unlimited access to again, 1.0 pre-recorded content. But do you also see that as a potential opportunity for organizations to empower to their employee base? We have been approached and are actually working, it's going to be a very large financial institution who wants to put together a live learning program which, you know, before they used to have speakers, right, or just keynotes that came in. And, and, and that's great. It's like a start. So let's say specifically on climate change. And, and what one of our creators runs an amazing course called Carbonaut, which is a five-week course to lower your carbon footprint. Um, what's interesting is corporates are looking at this for their employees because speaking or a keynote speech is great, but then it just kind of goes back to normal. Well, what's great about live learning like this is you can actually have a cohort of your leaders across the organization 
come together on a regular basis and have follow-up from the, the talks that they're given and even have ways in which you can give them assignments and have them coordinate to continue their learning, post these things. So we're absolutely seeing that. And in fact, I think over time, corporates are going to completely reimagine live learning. And what's interesting in the context of hybrid work is that, you know, offices are not in person anymore. They're likely in person sometimes, but they're hybrid. And so that is causing virtual live learning to be a really great way for communities of employees to connect and collaborate. And what's great about live learning is it's efficient, right? It's like, I just hop on the call. I don't have to travel somewhere. It's economical. A tenth of the cost relative to hotels, accommodation, conference halls. And then the market is global, right? So whoever you're serving, you have the entire world at your disposal. So it's quite remarkable just how powerful uh, virtual live learning is going to become. So you don't just build businesses, you use the businesses that you build. And one thing I want to ask you about before we get to the end is your accelerator program. Maybe talk a little bit about what the accelerator is and how you're actually putting, you know, yourself into your own customer's shoes and and really helping to not just gain adoption of the platform, but really help people understand what it is to build quality content and, and quality programs. I love that you're bringing it up because it was one of the best learning experiences for us as a team. And something I just encourage to all entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs out there is like, eat your own dog food. We decided really based on demand. So we had a thousand people sign up for our wait list when we launched just to use the technology. And one of the common themes um, was you know, this is new. How do I do it? What works? How do I think about landing pages? How do I do the curriculum design? How do I think about building community? How do I think about marketing? And what's really interesting is this is a very new field. There are thousands and thousands, if not millions of people who are trying to figure out how do I do this well? And so we had spent a lot of time sort of thinking through that. And we said, well, why don't we do more than just offer a tech? Let's actually offer a live learning experience ourselves. And so we uh, put a call out to 20 exceptional thought leaders. We had about 200 people apply uh, for the first accelerator. And we just wrapped up our very first cohort of our own four-week intensive program, but then year-long mastermind community of thought leaders who we learned so much from and with about all of the different aspects of live learning design. And as a result, we're going to be opening up a much bigger cohort in January. And what was so powerful is just to see live learning together in action. Like it is next level what is able to happen when you create the space and a container for learning to occur. And in fact, it's not really about stage on stage. It's about creating the space for creators to connect with other creators or organizations to connect with other organizations around what they are learning, getting them to do something to build their products and get feedback from others on it. It's trans- transformational. It's uh, it's very meta, the whole thing, like <laughs> learning on learning, but it was 
transformational for us, for our creators, and couldn't think of a better way to sort of build insight and also help and empower our community. Yeah, when I saw the announcements and just the chatter online about what you were trying to do, it it drew me right in and, and made me look into it a little deeper. And I've always been a proponent that you know, the executives or a CEO or or anyone in any organization should, you know, really understand the end-to-end experience that their customers go through. And it could be as simple as applying for a credit card if you're at a bank. But here it's it's different because you're building both the platform, the market in some degree, and all of those tools that you talk about to enable your customer, your creator customer to essentially build their own business in some sense. So it's it's a really interesting situation you find yourself in. And and maybe with that, the last question coming right back to what we started with around this notion of the platform itself and, and these tools, what's next? Like, where does this go? Are there, you know, secret sauce widgets and capabilities that you can talk about, whether it's technological or whether it's even to your point community, where does disco go next? We are so excited about the future. Ultimately, we are dead set on helping creators build live learning empires. And what we think that in turn does is we ultimately reimagine the future of learning. Because if we do our jobs right, we enable some of the most unbelievable knowledge holders and and people with wisdom and creators to offer their wisdom in the most transformative way. And so, you know, at Stay Tuned, we have some very exciting announcements of some exceptional creators who are launching unbelievably transformative learning experiences on our platform that's coming up in the next quarter. So definitely you'll see a lot more interesting creators on the platform. In terms of the product itself, I think we are at 0.1 of our vision for the future of immersive live learning experiences. So just like Shopify has a bunch of core technology, they also have like an app and partner ecosystem to help any thought leader or organization or creator enable a transformative e-commerce store. Think about us as like your live learning experience. So you'll see a lot more interesting partners to help you as well as apps to make this experience more immersive, some that we build and some that we just empower for our community. And you hit the nail on the head by bringing up the word community. I think the future, most brands are ultimately about creating communities that are supportive of one another. And, you know, that's very important to us is building a community for thought leaders and organizations to really learn from each other on how to deliver transformative learning. So lots, lots in store. We're, we're pretty excited. Well, I look forward to the evolution of podcasting course, (laughs) or empire, I will call it, and being a part of that. But Candice Factor, uh, co-founder of Disco, that's at disco.co, really the the mission of helping creators build live learning empires, I think is just an incredible statement and so timely in today's world, to your point of disparate and global workforces all trying to help each other and learn and and build this community. I look forward to the evolution of the platform. And thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you. We we can't wait to have you join our community. You would make an amazing creator. Well, I'm going to sign up for the next accelerator and get on that wait list. But let's go from there. (laughs) Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.
been listening to Fine Tune. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me on Twitter at CFine, through LinkedIn at CorbyFine, or visit my website, CorbyFine.com. Fine Tune is produced by me, Corby Fine. Thanks for listening.